G'day everyone and welcome to episode 590, streaming through Facebook Live, fingers crossed, how you doing? It's uh, Aussie Techheads, I'm Glenn and it's the 28th of June 2018, it's nearly the end of the financial year, hope you guys are all getting your little receipts and invoices ready for the tax man. Oh, I guess uh, Eric is, uh, yeah, you'd be getting busy, wouldn't you, Eric, at that, this time of year? All right, so we are brought to you by ATHwebhosting.com.au, drag and drop website builder. It's free for the pro and the business plans. We all we store the data on SSD drives, so everything's nice and fast. We can offer you SSL certificates, domain registration, domain transfers, uh, easy WordPress and Joomla and Drupal installs, all at your fingertips. Just uh, some scripts, you click your WordPress button and then put a couple of details in and then jung, 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 jung. WordPress is installed and ready to rock and roll. So how how good is that? Uh, I've got a few uh, few stories, a few good stories and stuff uh, lined up for you this week uh, to talk about. Uh, we also got to tell you about the Tune In Radio, Aussie Tech Radio. So load up your Tune In Radio app and search for Aussie Tech Radio, and you'll find a wall to wall, twenty four seven. How good is that? You don't get no better than that. Podcasts from Australia and New Zealand, mostly from Australia these days. The New Zealand ones, I think they're faded. I'll have to send him an email, see what's going on. Uh, but yeah, all new shows each Friday. So if you're tuning into that and you get sick of the reruns, just just hang out till Friday and you'll get some new ones. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash Aussie TechHeads, YouTube.com forward slash Aussie TechHeads, and the show notes. If you're interested in anything uh, that we are talking about this week, most of the time, most of the show notes will find their way to the website at AussieTechHeads.com.au forward slash podcast, and you can uh, link through and discover more about some of the stories if, it, if they take your interest and uh, whatever. Uh, you can find us on the Twitter at Aussie TechHeads, at Glenn Goodman, and hashtag OzTechHeads. I don't know if, if uh, everyone's going hard with that. Uh, my tech opinion, Aussie Tech Crypto and the Aussie Max Zone are other good podcasts available on iTunes and around the round, around all over the show uh, from, yeah, from the Aussie Tech Heads network, I guess. All right, so this week, let's have a say day to Jordan. How you going, Jordan? Oh, I'm good, mate. And you? Good. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, how's your week been? Um, yeah, it's been one of those weeks, I suppose. Yeah. Probably not much different to any other week, just busy and yeah. doing what I can, I suppose. Oh, yep, good to hear. And Always all... playing with technology when I get a chance, as yeah. usual. Yes, good stuff. Stuffing around with software and things like that. Yeah, who, who does it? And mm. also, Joe. Welcome, Joe. How you going? Good, thanks. That's, uh, yes, uh, I'm going good. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, what's been going on with you? Any uh, uh, events this week? Or you, you've kept it quiet this week. No, this week's been pretty quiet. I've spent a lot of time uh, watching TV and uh, sleeping. Oh, excellent! <laughs> Catching up on some Zeds. What's yeah. uh, what do you what's do you watch on TV when you watch it? What's your sort of what shows are you into? Oh, watching the World Cup, of course. Ah, yeah, right, the soccer. Uh, now, what, what's the update? I think we got kicked out, didn't we? We lost one. Yeah, we got kicked out last night. Um, Germany got kicked out as well this morning. Oh, that's no good. So, who, who looks like's going to win it? Um, look, it. it it's still a bit hard to say. If it was me, I'd probably put my money on Uruguay. Right. Are they a big soccer nation? I guess they must they be are. if they're going to win it. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, and where's it? It's in Russia, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, Russia. Yeah, so what's the time difference? Is that? I think that's not too bad, is it, when you're um, to watch? Like, it's not like, uh, you know, the matches are on at two in the morning. Yeah, we've got the matches here at... Uh, uh, midnight and uh, oh, okay. two in the morning and also four o'clock in the morning. Oh, okay. So pretty much opposite. Yeah. Uh, how handy is that? 
Uh, yeah, <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, so I don't know what it, what's been used on my end. Uh, well, I updated uh, my Wirecast software. I bought a, a, a splitter for my microphone plug, but <clears throat> it hasn't made any difference. But I'm going to talk to Jordan after the show to see if we can uh, get that fixed. Uh, something's gone wrong. I'm not turning the right knob somewhere along the line. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, and nothing else. That's about it as well. Nothing, nothing really. I uh, did notice report. that that motherboard box is still sitting on that chair behind you from last week. That'll sit there for the next three weeks. <laughs> what? No, it's a uh, graphics card. Oh, it's a graphic. It's the same box that's been sitting there since last week. I'm thinking, didn't you not leave your office from the well, last show? <laughs> well, the only reason it's there because I don't like it. It's a, it's a, it's a one, it's a one gigabyte card. And oh, um, I'm thinking, well, what am I going to do with that? So, what I was what I was going to do is I was going to put it in the the young bloke's machine because he's uh, he, he's died, and then I put an old you know second hand one in that like I you know got out of someone's computer, but it's got a really noisy fan on it, so his computer's up there just like an aeroplane taking off every time he uses it. And uh, I was going to put that one gig in, and I thought, oh, it's an i3, you know. And I thought, should I, shouldn't I? And I went, oh, no, I'll, I'll give him a two gig one. Why would I want to put a one gig they in? They don't it? really cost that much money. They're not very expensive. No, nah, they're probably, what, 60 bucks or something. Yeah, you should actually use a four gigabyte as a minimum these days. You know that, don't you? Well, he's not doing anything mainly with it, you he's know. Not playing any games? Oh, he plays Roblox. Oh, okay. So, you probably quieten the fan up a bit with a bit of machine oil or something, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, I'm going to give him that one gig. That's a fanless one, isn't it? It probably is. I only buy. I only try and buy fanless ones. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think I've got one exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. Nice yeah. fanless one. One of these. Hang on. Oh, that's a bit bigger than mine. Oh, see, I'll put an extra hint of heat sink on mine. Oh, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just to give it a bit more cooling. How's that? Did you, did you glue that on or how's that stuck on there? Oh, you know the bracket that normally holds the... Um, oh, the yeah, heat? yeah, yeah. I just bent it around. <laughs> nice. Right? And yeah. that gives it a bit more cooling. Yeah, right. Takes up a does, bit more does space. Does it actually give it a bit more cooling or gives you, or can, can you not fit it in the machine now to turn it on? Oh no no! I can put it. I can put it in. I've got a big big case. Mm. That's that's good. Uh, all right. Um, oh yeah, good. Yeah, you've got to love it when you see a bit of home, you know, invention. Yeah, you do. It's good. Oh, it's good. He's the gadget man, aren't you, Joe? Joe, the gadget yeah, of course. man. Puts it together. Just whips it up all together. Uh, there is a other thing I bought this week was I got the kids a Xbox One. I, I did succumb oh, to the pressure. Flashing out, eh? Well, it was nice. only the first one. It only cost me like two hundred. <laughs> wasn't like one of the new ones. And, uh, oh. but they, you know, the X, yeah, you know, the first Xbox one. Well, there's too many Xbox ones in my opinion now. I don't know what's going on anymore. Yeah. I think there's what's, a, what's the one I had 10 years ago. I thought that was number one. <laughs> oh yes. Well, that was just Xbox, but just then there Xbox. was the Xbox 360. And so then, would you have to get that so that you could put Fortnite on there? <laughs> oh, look, it's, there's, oh, we, we, Fortnite, uh, uh, what's the other one? Sub, Aqua Submarine or something. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone hacked those things yet? Those Xbox ones for machines? Oh, I don't know. Don't know. I guess so. But I don't think. See, the Xboxes are pretty much. Uh, if you're going to play on Xbox, you got to play with the uh, Xbox Live, and it sort of knows if the machine's been modded. And I think if it finds it modded, I think it'll brick the machine. So they, they don't. I think it's pretty cutthroat. 
Um, but yeah, so uh, oh, I don't know. Well, I forget the name of that other game. But anyway, I got Fortnite, uh, Subnautica. That's what it is. So I got Fortnite, I got Subnautica, and I got heaps of fighting. So heaps of fighting. <laughs> yes. And how old's the boy? Uh ten. A 10. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so they're playing for Look, Fortnite's not too bad, actually. Can't beat them, join them, I suppose. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess so. But, like, I was, look, Fortnite's not too bad. You know, we were talking about it being all gory and, you know. Have you had a look at it? Because my yeah. son's still haggling me about it, and I've I've promised him I would have a look at it, and I still haven't. Yeah, look, I made a decision on it. Look, it, it might be addictive. Uh, I guess it's addictive, just like any game, I guess. But, but it's is not, it brutal? Nah, nah. Is it? It's not? Nah. nah. No, I don't think so. Like for a nine-year-old, no, no. Does he what? Does he play games now? Yeah. What is he playing? Like Minecraft? He does. Yeah, probably Minecraft and and those just just the standard kiddie games, you know. Yeah. So I guess like shark, what do they call it? The shark one and the hungry shark and Minecraft and oh yeah, yeah. Look, I guess uh, look, you are you you you're represented by a, a human figure in the game. It's yeah. it's probably looks it's human. You can tell they're human, which is okay. It's a shooter game, isn't it? I think. Yeah, and then yeah. other people are represented by humans. So I guess you go around and you find someone, you shoot them. Yeah. Uh, but it's not as if they stand there with blood gushing out of their eye socket or anything yeah. like that. It's, it's not, just not, they no. they get shot, they fall, they go, and that's yeah. it. And it's just, it's just like any. It's probably like less violent than say like you know the Wolfenstein or um, even I suppose Doom. It's it's not. I don't think it's violent at all. But, man, no. but, you know, it's some just, people might. Just a typical first-person shooter or something, isn't it? Sort of. Yeah, yeah. sort of. Yeah. Um, yeah, all right. Not like, uh, not like um, what do you call it, COD? No, no. Or not what's like that, that other one? Uh, uh, what's that other one they have? Grand Theft Auto. Apparently that's pretty bad. It's, um, yeah. Well, Steve Hughes on, on Facebook says, just don't watch Current Affair. Yeah, no, we don't watch that. Maybe they, maybe they bagged the hell out of the game, did they? And that's why they don't want to. Oh, play. they're full of do-gooders on that show, I think, aren't they, Steve? Yeah. Just, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Because that's where I was getting my... I wasn't getting my information from a current affair, but I got it... You know, you read the Facebook post and maybe the Gold Coast Bulletin or something like that, and you think, oh, geez, they're all going crazy about Fortnite. It's all gory and blah, blah, blah. And you have a look and you go, oh, I reckon they do worse than that in the playground. Mm. So I'm um, there. Yeah. yeah. But anyway... I'll have, to, I'll have to let the boy have a go at it eventually. I've got to give in. Well, the best. I haven't, I haven't given in to my daughter yet for Snapchat. If I give in to him for Fortnite, there's going to be a. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think my kids, well, my daughter's got Snapchat, but. What How old's the daughter? 12. 12. Mine's not 12 yet. She's yeah. 11. She's coming up to 12. I'm not sure I that think, she's. Um, I think Snapchat is, is. I think their terms and conditions are 12, actually. I'm not sure that she's using it for chatting i think she just uses it for those funny videos but anyway oh yeah when they put the things on their head yeah. and stuff like that yeah yeah all right so let's uh let's get stuck into some, yeah. some stories what's going on uh thousands of android devices have been hit with ad clicking bot malware Ooh. yes so the scam was uncovered by risk io initial introduction to a device starts with a pop-up telling the device owner that the battery may be having issues and running down too quickly the malware is able to determine the brand and model of the device by passing the user agent server side and embedding the process brand and model information into the script the ad offers to solve the problem by connecting the user uh, with a power saver app so apparently this malware has the ability to control your phone. The user has a small ad-clicking 
back door installed. While it seems benign, the ad clicker steals information from the phone, including the IME, uh, phone numbers, phone type, brand, model, location, and more. The device then is restricted. Uh, the device then is registered with a command and control server and starts to look for ad clicking assignments, which will generate income for the for the bad dudes. The ad clicking bot runs in the background and does not use that much power. But uh, the story went on, and as, as far as the story went on, and it goes, oh, the, the good news was the app does actually work, and it actually does help the battery life. So, that got, so you know, a little bit. And reports back to you, you know, that it's doing its job yeah. and what, what the battery is. So it's not too bad. It just doesn't report everything back to you, obviously. Yeah. No, it doesn't give you, like, a balance sheet of how much money your device has made for the scammers or anything yeah. like that, you know, how many clicks it's done. But, uh, but yeah, but it's anyway. It's funny, that's in the uh, in the news this week, hey? I must have missed that one. That's a good one. I've got an Android phone, so I'll be keeping my eye out now. Yeah, well, now that I've moved over to the Android, I'm sort of looking at the more into the these type of stories too. Uh, there was one about the Fortnite on the Android as well. Uh, there was a sham version of that. People were installing it, and it would, yeah, do something similar or maybe... What was it called? I don't know. I, haven't, I didn't pull it up. I, like just... I suppose it was a version impersonating. Yeah, right. Yeah, so it looked like Fortnite, and I guess it said, oh, do you want to buy some skins or something? And so you do. And But, yeah, it's not going to Fortnite. It's going to Boris Badenov. Well, as far as I knew, there was no Fortnite on Android. So. Oh, I think there is now. Yeah, I think. But I didn't think there was. I thought it's still on only on Apple. Um, and then, obviously, PC and games and stuff like that, and your PlayStation or whatever. Right. But I, I'd heard it wasn't on the Android. Right, right. I haven't been able to find it on the App Store for the boys, so... No, I don't think it's on the App Store. I think it's in Android only. I think. I don't know. Mm. You, no, I mean, like, I'm, I mean, Play Store is what I mean. Yeah, you might want to install Nod32 mobile uh, antivirus. That's yeah. what I use on my Android. Oh, that works okay? Yeah, it works pretty good. Oh, all right. Yeah, I installed the malware bytes on the Android, and I, I like how it sort of... Each time I install an app, it must scan it and says, oh, this app's okay. And so, yeah, seems to be working all right. Yeah, so, I didn't know malware bytes on Android. That's great. I'll be installing that too, I think, after the show. That's yeah. good. I think there's. I think it's not as dear as the PC one. I think it might be 16 bucks a year or something. I don't, don't think I've ever paid even for the PC one. I've always just used the free one. Yeah, well, I think the. I think uh, with the Android, I probably will buy it. I, well, I probably will purchase. I've got... See, I purchased my malware bytes years ago, and it was a one-fee thing like you bought it once and then that was it lifetime subscription so i've only unfortunately got one of those licenses which is on my main Mm. pc here but uh yeah look if i need to buy another five i think if you bought like five licenses you can get it down to 20 bucks a year for each license so that's all right yeah that's all it's not a virus scanner though is it sorry joe or you can just buy one license and use it on five phones um yeah, well, they're changing that up slowly, I've noticed, on the, on the place. It works. <laughs> oh, does it? Right, yeah. okay. Well, I'll do that then. So, but what about the PC version? That no. works too. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. you know what I'll be doing. <laughs> well, one license is working on multiple devices. Yeah. I mean, you know, you don't get giving it to your mates or anything, but if you use uh, one license, and I've got it on all my PCs, I've got five li- five PCs with one license. Mm. Yeah, it's probably because they're all coming from the same network or something yep. and they're on the same IP. They probably think it's the same machine or something. I don't know. That's probably right, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, that's all but right. You know what? I always thought that the malware bytes wasn't a virus scanner. I always thought that it was only really for scanning for you know adware and and stuff like that, and that you still needed to have a virus scan as well. No, well, apparently you do. you do. Oh well, if you look at their website, they they sort of saying no. Well, you wouldn't turn off your your Windows Defender, would you? Oh no, just on no. Malware. No, I wouldn't. I would just, or turn just, off your AVG or whatever it is that you're using. No, you wouldn't. But, uh, oh, yeah, I'd turn off my AVG. I don't have any of that. So, <laughs> turn AVG off anyway, you reckon? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I've only got the Defender. And yeah, that's, that's what I use, Defender. You don't need AVG if you've got Defender running. Because they, uh, oh, look, malware bites for iOS as well. There you go. That's uh, what I was going to tell you about that. Oh, yeah, because they bought that Adelware software as well. Because that was really good. I used to use the malware bytes and that Adelware, and that would just pretty much get everything out of the out of the machine. And uh, yeah, so malware bytes, yeah, bought that out. So I guess the malware bytes does everything these malware days. Malware bytes is great. Yeah, I can't see where it said uh, products. But it's a virus scheme. Yeah, but I remember one of their splash screens. Uh, yeah, traditional antivirus rules on outdated. Traditional antivirus relies on outdated signature-based technology that addresses threats at the execution stage of the attack. It's reactive, one-dimensional, and apparently isn't effective. Malware bytes employ several proprietary technologies that work together to break the attack chain from pre-delivery to post-execution. So, uh, and then yeah, it just goes on. But anyway, I, I haven't had a virus except for Defender for quite some time and uh, everything's been hunky-dory. Yeah, oh, I've been fine. I, yeah. I bring out, bring up malware bytes occasionally for a scan just manually, but the re- rest of the time I just run Defender. I've never bought a license for it. Mm. I don't need it to run real time. I've never really bothered. But um, what does it say on their website there? Can you see anything about the licenses out of curiosity? Uh, what do you want to know? Just how many how many machines can you install it on? I'd be curious. Oh, um, you can go whatever you do. It's just like a little. Uh... Well, Joe said that he can, he's installed it. All, oh yeah, but I'm talking I'm talking antivirus though. I'm not talking malware bytes. Well, that's the same. That's what we're talking malware bytes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh well, have, hang on. Here we go. Look at this one here. So the free one uh, complements antivirus, but the paid one replaces antivirus. Ah, there you go. So the antivirus is built into the paid one. Well, I reckon the free one it's not. I reckon. Or is it just because of the real time scan? Yes. I yes. reckon that's what it is. If yes. you pay for it, you get real time. So it's not a virus, a virus protection if it's not running permanently. Yes. Yeah. No. I, I think. Now, if you go buy now, I'll show you. So it's fifty nine ninety nine. This is what a what an infomercial for malware bites. Now fifty nine ninety nine. That's and Aussie. Now from our sponsors. <laughs> so, so if you say you wanted to go up to five machines. It'll cost you. It should should recalculate that in a second. It'll cost you 115. So well, there you go. Yeah. And so if you do it Joe's way, you might just get away with five anyway. Yeah, um, but if you even if you go a two year subscription, brings it down further. Uh, so that'll give it to you for. Uh, it's 169 for two years. So that means I used to tell you how much per machine, so I didn't have to work it out in my head. Yeah, but it's hundred seventy dollars, five machines. So hundred seventy dollars. So what's that? Eighty five dollars a year for five machines. Geez, that's not bad. That's so, less than, five, yeah. so what is it? Six. What's the so the the standard one is six, is fifty nine. You said yeah, and it includes five machines. No, no, fifty nine for one machine. Oh, fifty nine for one machine. Yeah, and if you go up to five machines, it, it's it's double, or it's not quite double. Well, for and that's for two years. 
Yeah. So you say around twenty five percent. But anyway, that's 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 that story. Oh, I so. would uh, I would just try putting the same serial number in the other machine and see how it goes. You'll find that it'll probably work. Yeah, I might do that. I'll give that a shot. I've done it up to, I've done, like I use Nod thirty two. Yeah. Uh, antivirus, and I've got it on five machines on one license. Yeah, right. Well, I guess so. How would it know? Like it probably does go by IP address. Like but you've got Nod thirty two. Or no, 32, whatever it is on five machines, not malware bytes on five machines. That's right. Yeah, yeah not 32. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be right. Yep. I'll but I've also that. got malware bytes on every other machine as well. Mm. With licenses. Licensed malware. No, bytes. the free version. Free. Oh. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's not so you haven't got malware bytes running on five machines with one license. You've got no 32 running on five machines. Yes, that's right. I was confused there. I thought you said you had malware bytes running on five machines with one license yeah all right uh okay let's leave that one there <laughs> on. yeah let's leave yeah. that one there uh did you have anything jordan what did you find this week um i've got a few leftovers because i had a few last week um uh, warm them up where, bring them out where, where is it where is it um making this is one about wi-fi calling I, I kind of i i i'm using edge tonight so watch out oh, Making a, a, a Wi-Fi call on a smartphone is nothing new, and a lot of people get confused. Obviously, I know my mum still gets confused over what what three G and four G and Wi-Fi are. She thinks she thinks they're all the same. So, making a Wi-Fi call on a smartphone is nothing new. The ability to patch a call using a Wi-Fi connection instead of a cellular one has been around for years, with Skype being one of the oldest and most popular apps to do so. Mm. But just as carrier technology continues to evolve, so does Wi-Fi calling. In addition to more third-party apps popping up to take on Skype, like Facebook and WhatsApp and Messenger, uh, phone makers themselves are taking on the Wi-Fi calling with native apps, including Apple iOS and FaceTime um, and Google Androids. Um, duo. Uh, there are also phone networks that prioritise Wi-Fi calling first, like Google's Projects fi have you heard of that one before no and and republic wireless uh, which offer the customers a cheaper alternative uh to regular phone plans um to compete with to compete with this legacy carriers um that use traditional cellular technology have adopted the wi-fi calling too yeah right so they want to offer that as part of their services i don't know how far it goes this must be kind of i suppose kind of early stages because i haven't heard of telstra or anyone offering that yet but I, I remember speaking to somebody over the weekend um who does uh telecommunication installations and he was talking about some sort of wi-fi um calling but i'm not sure um how it works it is something new though yeah so they're talking like the so i think probably to combat people using applications like messenger and skype i suppose they want to get in on that and get people to use their services so I assume they're going to start offering Wi-Fi calling as part of their services. But if this is on the on your mobile device, like, is it like 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 SMSs these days? Is it really necessary? Like, because most plans are unlimited voice. Is it ne- is it necessary? Does it matter if you go out over Wi-Fi? Well, I think they're saying Wi-Fi is is good for coverage because there's some areas where you don't have service, so you you kind of you. Oh, okay. Into the Wi-Fi for those extra areas that you, know, I, you might. Cause I, or... Yeah, because I know on the iPhone it had. Uh, I know in the settings it had like the Wi-Fi assist for the for the for the phone, like for calls. So, 
Yeah, so it looks like the Apple has got it. So I guess like if it's if you're in a bad area, I guess it might use utilize the Wi-Fi to just give it that little bit of a push. But um, but as far as I'm concerned, I want the you know 4G. I find I find I get better service on a phone call sometimes. Like if I'm if I'm calling someone on Messenger, if I'm out of range of normal telecommunication, yeah, um, so to speak, I can still use Messenger over three G or four G. That might be better service mm. than than the actual phone service sometimes. Hmm. So I can make a call through Messenger and get through where I can't make a normal call. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's without Wi-Fi. That's just on 3G or 4G. Now, Joe, you had an internet story, did you? Yeah, I have a question for you. Um, the NBN has uh, indicated um, what the most downloaded um, is per month. You got any idea? Who has downloaded the most data per month? Who me? Uh, who has or and how? Not, and not Glenn. Yeah, how much was it? Enough. How much? How much data was the most data that one of their users on the NBN network has downloaded? No idea. Do, I, I do believe twenty three point six terabytes in one month. Wow. Yep. That's a fair. That's a fair bit. Twenty three terabytes. That's oh, a fair. You yeah. have a hard drive that big to fit everything in there. Oh, is that right? Is that like a for a month, yeah, is that like does it does the article say if it's like it's a continual thing or they just say I just he just peaked at that for one month? It's That's... just that one particular user has uh pulled down 23.6 terabytes of data in one month. What the hell would that be? So, it like... makes you wonder whether it's addiction, doesn't it? But what you would know, it like, be? Because, I mean, like... seriously, you couldn't if you were downloading, say, you downloaded 25 terabytes. Of movies for the month, thinking, oh, you wouldn't watch them all. Call it illegal movies if you want. You wouldn't watch them all. No. So what is it? Well, is this, it well, to down to filling up your library or something? Well, the NBN saying, and I don't know whether this is um, true or not, but the NBN saying that fourteen percent of their users are using more than half of the traffic downloads on the network, and six uh, percent of their users are using more than half of the uplink on their network. Yeah, right. I know. Um, I'm not Any sure. idea on how much what the highest uplink um, is? No. Um, Upload, you mean? Uh, yeah. Ten terabytes. Wonder. Well, there was one user who uploaded fourteen terabytes of data in oh. one month. Uploaded. Look, I can. Prob- how does that work? Yeah. I think I, I think you know what's probably happening. It's probably because you know, government and so on and so forth, and you know, world rule or whatever, um, have probably pushed so much into st- to stop people illegally downloading on torrents and things like that. They're, they're probably just sharing now with MBN personally between their friends. If that makes sense. Yeah. Well, they're saying here that um, the current users um, on average use about seven and a half gigabytes of data. Um, and for a medium uploader is about seven gigabytes of, of data. Um, the NBN says that, their network um, starts to be really busy at seven o'clock in the morning and it stays really busy until about um, 7 p.m. at night. Um, and then it peaks out, no, hang on, it peaks out at 7 p.m. at night and then to 11 p.m. at night and it starts to slow down at 1, 1 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, I just, I just had a look at my bill. I've got my bill up here. And my internet usage for last month was 430 gig. Whew, that's a hell of a lot more than me. That's kind of 
double what I would use easily. Yeah, right. Yeah, well, I'm only just doing. I thought I was. I thought mine was bad at like 150 or something. I'm like, yeah, right. That's a lot. <laughs> but if you're using 400, I don't feel so bad now. Oh, maybe my kids are on doing something I, I don't yeah, know about. Yeah, it's probably all the, all the gaming and the Netflixing and all those. Well, they things. do a lot of YouTube's. And you know, stuff. It's, it's amazing how much how much data you can you can download. Yeah, I mean, look, I reckon between, between YouTube and RedTube, you'd probably fill your quota for the month, wouldn't you? <laughs> Imagine like, oh, sorry, that's that's RedTube Red. What's it called? Oh, YouTube <laughs> Red or something. I don't know what the hell it's called. YouTube Premium is called now. <laughs> right. YouTube, is it called RedTube Red Premium? Used <laughs> to be called RedTube. It's called YouTube Premium now. Yeah, oh, they got to they got to change that name. You know. Well, they have. It's premium. So they've, <laughs> they've got it sorted, but yeah, like fourteen terabytes up. That's a fair. That's a fair chunk. Like back. You, you could imagine that you know in the old days. Oh, are we still in the torrent days, or is torrent old now? Well, that's um, what I'm saying. I reckon in, now with torrent, it's been crammed down so much, and ISPs are blocking torrents everywhere. It wouldn't surprise me if people are just with having the MBM facility and that upload that upload speed change that we never had before. They're probably just sharing data, you mm. know. Between each other directly, you know, and that's yeah, I, I like to know what's what's, what size your hard drive in there, Glenn? In, in my computer, oh, it's uh, well, I've got a SSD for the boot drive, and it's just a two terabyte data drive. Two yeah. terabyte, and, and uh, Jordan, how big's your hard drive? Oh, I've only got a couple of terabyte as well. So, I, these guys here, where do they get but where you do can, they store all this stuff? Well, you can get multiple drives and link them all together in a RAID or something, and you know. I've got a I've got a server. I think it might have eight terabyte in it, but yeah, twenty three. That's huge. I've seen I've seen you know you get on YouTube and have a look. I've seen racks of, of you know hard drives, of hundreds of hard drives together in one rack. Mm. Now, you reckon someone's doing a shifty, maybe running a service it, on the side? Possibly, I think they would mm. probably be looked at that way. They've probably got their ISPs, probably got their eye on them, wondering why they're using so much yeah. data. I'd imagine. Mm. But, They'd have to fall foul of some acceptable use policy somewhere. But, yeah. <laughs> but my little internet story this week was I, I was going out this morning, so I jumped in the car, as you do, you know, to go out. And uh, <laughs> so and I, I just I backed out, started to go, and I saw the man in the pit. So I took a photo of him, and I sent it to the neighbour next door, and I went, look out. I said, there's someone digging around in the pit. And then when I come home, internet was out, was out for another six hours. <laughs> So I thought, oh, oh, no. isn't that just hopeless? You've got to run a good luck, haven't you? You oh. don't have much luck, are you, Glenn? No. <laughs> well, I, I lodged a complaint today. I thought, right, I'm, you know, they give you they give you pro rata compensation of $3.50 a day. And I said, this is not good enough. And if you don't ring them up, you don't get your $3.50. <laughs> so I rang them up. lost more than that. Though. I've lodged a complaint. I'm going to get something out of them this time. It's ridiculous. Uh, I'll tell you what I get. Probably a suck it up sunshine, but I'll tell you what I get. Uh, the ACMA, which is the Australian Communications and Media Authority, rule that telcos must roll back customer internet if there, if there are NBN delays. Now, this is a bit of a bonus for people because uh, the, this would have come around because of, you know, people uh, on whatever they're on, dial-up or ADSL, they go over to the NBN and then all just all goes to custard and nothing happens and... You can't go back. You can't go back to where you came from. You can't go back to your radius cell. And you're stuck without internet for whatever period of time. So mm. they require a carrier service. They will require that the carrier service 
Uh, and MBN Co. do not disconnect existing broadband services for customers until a new MBN service is working and has been tested. So the the carrier service providers must provide a legacy service or replacement service to customers within three working days. So this is they sound like they might be getting a bit serious. Hopefully, um, yeah. If you're out in the bush, it's something like five days. If you are coming from a different uh, carrier service provider, then they've got 15 days. Uh, the ACMA Chair Nerida O'Loughlin said 16% of households were left without internet or a phone service for more than a week when moving their services to the MBN. Uh, ACMA said it would announce further rules that will require telcos to undertake line testing by the end of July. So that's uh, that's good. Like, mm. like, I still don't know why we've got people, you know, mucking around in the pits outside our places. Like, they've been doing that in off and on for for months. Like, can't they just sort it out? But anyway, um, but look, this is a good thing, isn't it? I think if they, mm. if, well, why can't you roll back to where you, where you came from? Like, come on. Well, they uh, don't want you to. That's the thing. They want you to stay on there and they want you to, um, to continue using the new service even though it's not that good. Well, that's the thing. Well, but, but you know, if, if you go back to ADSL, what they're saying that they're probably scared of, you know, you staying on the ADSL or losing you as a customer. Who cares? You can't provide the service. Who wants to be without the internet for three weeks? You know, yeah, I reckon, yeah, just go back to where you come from. I reckon that's a good a good thing. So, um, yeah, I do. Uh, all yeah. right. <laughs> okay. Uh, what else have you got there, Jordan? Well, sorry, I was just... Oh, well, that's all right. What about you, Joe? I was just, I was, you go to Joe. I was just fiddling with a, something there, and I'm... There's something. There's something uh, people need to be aware of these days. Um, um, with all this technology, uh, home automation and smart locks and smart lights and and smart speakers and, and things of that nature, um, some people are calling uh, hotlines for help. But apparently, what's happening is that they've been abused by their partners um, on a on not on a physical level, but on a technology type level right yeah so what what what's happened is that one particular woman um found that she's turned on her air conditioner mm. and then she's found that it's been switched off and she hasn't even touched it <laughs> right. um, yeah so and another one said that um the, the the codes in her digital lock keep changing right yeah um, so, and, um, so what they're saying is they saying that the uh, the uh, uh, estranged partner or could be involved in doing all this just to screw with their brain. Exactly right. That's what they're saying. And there's reports that this is happening more and more often. Right. Um, you know, people are uh, resetting uh, doorbells back to default because they're outside the door. They can reset them. Yeah. Um, okay. And they um, and they start harassing them. Yeah, okay. Well, I guess, um, yeah, it's one thing to do that as a bit of a joke, but, it's yeah, once it starts to get a bit serious, like harassment and making people go a bit crazy, that's, yeah, it's got I mean, to stop I mean, there. you think about it for a moment. I mean, if you've got a Google Home or a Google uh, mm. uh, Mini or something like that, anyone that walks into your home can control that. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, therefore, if you are even on the outside of your home and you're, you know, like within the Wi-Fi network, Theoretically, if you download the app and you can connect to it, you should be able to control that and, and um, do other things with that, like give us, you know, enable to do turn lights on, turn lights off, mm. uh, switch this on, switch this off, 
video on, video off, TV on, TV off. And, and they're finding that this sort of thing now is starting to happen a lot. Yeah, right. So why? So they're just obviously the makers of all these smart devices. They're just going to have to just uh, up the security somehow, aren't they? So it's just so there's you know before any changes are accepted, that some sort of code or voice print or something has to authorize it. But I guess yeah, Paul, Paul, it is called hacking, um, but it's more than hacking. It's more harassing. They're harassing mm. the person. Yeah. Um, um, so therefore. It's just trying to be annoying, trying to yes. scare a person rather than hacking it for for fun purposes. They're actually uh, doing it for that reason, Paul. So it's a bit different than you know, you, you as a kid or whatever, you hide behind the lounge and you know change the TV while your dad's watching the footy or something. Exactly <laughs> right. It's, yeah, it's different to that. It's actually people who have broken up with partners um, mm. who have um, still have access to to the uh, passwords in the home. And uh, have access to um, the Wi-Fi network. Um, they're just harassing people that way. They go and they have access to the locks, so they go there and they stick a pin and they reset the lock. Mm. Uh, they reset the lighting. Um, things like that it has become annoying to the person. And um, apparently, there's some sort of talk about um, judges um, providing restraining orders for for things like this too. So yeah, something right. to be aware of. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess, yeah, if you're sitting at home and, and some funny things are happening with the technology, maybe something, you know. Yeah. I always wondered that about, like, you know, like, uh, you know when you cast from your phone, you cast a video? Yeah. And I always wondered, what if you could get, your, like, your, your next-door neighbour's TV and just cast something right <laughs> in the middle of their movie? Oh, well, how many... It would be funny to do. I mean, it might be annoying, but it would be hmm. pretty funny. I'd get a bit you of a chuckle out of that. that. You could actually do that if you knew the pin number of the other guys. Yeah. Well, if you know, well, you can't even you can't just do it for knowing the pin number. You've got to be on their local network before you can have access to that device. So that's true too. Yeah. Mm. So but, you've got to be logged in, and then you've got to have their pin number as well. But I always thought it'd be funny if you could just, you know, they're halfway through a movie and just cast a YouTube video or something. <laughs> red shoe video. What happened yeah. there, <laughs> But well, but, someone manages to hack into yours, and they're like, "What's he watching?" Yeah. <laughs> but I'm surely you guys have, I don't know, have you guys gone down the street with your remote control for your garage and just push it, see if anything else opens up while you're walking around or driving around the street? No, have you? Yeah, no, I have. Never. No, never. <laughs> I've done it. I'm like... trying it with my car key. Never any luck. But... Yeah, right, right. Yeah, no, I know, I know which uh, doors my remote opens and which ones they don't. So, yeah. So, is that where you got that on air sign from? You said the guy down the road? Yeah. Shh. Shush. <laughs> Keep that one dark. So, yeah. you, you, know, you know how to open his garage door. Oh, exactly. That's right. <laughs> I've, got, I've got his spare remote. Now, look, BBC releases a computer history archive. Now, you can go and have a look at it. And if you're on the uh, Facebook Live or the YouTube video, I'll show you a picture of what the thing looks like. Just let me get it up because it's having a bit of a spazzo. Um, a slice of computing history has been made public, giving people the opportunity to delve into an archive that inspired a generation of coders. Let me get rid of that. There we go. Look at old mate there, eh? Oh, you can't see him this week, can you? But old mate there, he's got his sweater on, his brown sweater, his brown tie, his brown toupee, his brown... Um, Beard, his brown glasses. 
The Computer Literacy Project led to the introduction of the BBC Micro alongside programs which introduced viewers to the principles of computing. It included interviews with innovators such as Bill Gates and Steve Wozniak. The BBC hopes the 1980s archive will encourage today's youngsters to become more involved in computing. Now, with the release of the archive, viewers can search and browse all the programs from the project. So some of the programs is watch any of the 267 programs, explore clips by topics, text, or search, uh, run 166 BBC micro programs that were used on screen, and find out the history of the Computer Legacy Project. So the web page, look, it's a bit of a mouthful, the web page, but if you search for the Computer Literacy Project, I'm sure you're going to find it uh, yeah, look, I won't even attempt the, the URL, which is crazy while they have complicated ones, isn't it? Well, we but, can't see your screen tonight anyway. No, I know. So sorry about neither, that. But... Neither can Facebook, so. Oh, yes, okay, of course. All right, well, if you're on YouTube, you'll see it. Woo! Because, Later on. <laughs> yeah, because the, uh, you put it in. the YouTube video is uh, always going to be a bit, little bit better than the Facebook Live. So uh, if you think that the Facebook Live video is rubbish, well, you just wait till tomorrow, till Fridays, and the YouTube one will be up. Uh, yeah, but anyway, uh, do that because that, that looks pretty interesting. I might go and have a bit of a search around and be interested yeah. to hear some uh, interviews from the 1980s about all this sort of stuff. Hey, uh, you um, you changed your screen tonight, didn't you? What sort of screen? Now, didn't you say you changed your viewing screen? We're looking at you from a different angle tonight. <laughs> yes, you are. We're getting, we're getting the side profile, mate. Well, this is my best side. This is my so, better side, you see. So. <laughs> so we're not seeing uh, your your scrolling URL pages like we usually do because you're on. Have you got the? You've got us on a different screen. No. Yes. Well, what happened was because I updated my video software, my Wirecast software. Uh, I, I, I thought everything was the same, but it's not the same. And so I'm. Yeah, coming to you, I hooked up to you guys with an actual camera rather than the virtual camera. If I had the virtual camera, then you'd be able to see my yeah my thing. But anyway, that's that's there we go. too technical. That is so, very technical. That is very technical. I'm lucky I can understand it. <laughs> I can't anyway, really. Now, um, uh, so uh, have you ready for a story yet there, Jordan? What you- yeah, I might. I can shift on to my next one. This is, uh, what have we got here? Um, this is actually last week's news. Microsoft is launching rebranded Microsoft News app for both iOS and Android today, alongside using its news engine to power news across a variety of Microsoft products. While the MSN name is going away on the Android and iOS, the site itself will remain branded as MSN, uh, a portal for news and software market launched back in 1995. Geez, they've been there a long time, haven't they? So, so what are they doing exactly? They've re-released, and I, I got this. If you're an Android user, you would have gotten the, the, the pop-up on your phone. Oh, I didn't get week. the Memo. No. If you use the MSN News app, you would have got the. Right. We've changed our thing, so I'm sure there's probably a lot of people out there that have got it. But yeah, so they've just upgraded their app, and I'm still a little bit disappointed with it. I, I like the, um, the MSN News app, but I don't like the fact that it doesn't have, uh, favourites, which. Some people will say, oh, you're wrong. It does have favourites, but it only has favourites for the category. So you choose what interests you. You choose what interests you and you make it a favourite category and you can go back and read it. But if you want to save an actual article as a favourite and then come back and read it later, you can't do that. And I thought they would have put that into the new new version of the app, but they haven't. I might look at that app because I did, as you know, my new 
Android phone. Uh, I was looking for a news app. I just went with the, the Google news app. Uh, but looking Google, at that, Google news app is good. Yeah, I didn't mind I it. Like the, I like the MSN app, but I just wish it could, yeah, like mm. I said, save an article. I just look, I'm just looking at a picture of the MSN app, and it looks like the layout I like is a bit different than the Google one. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. a bit more uh, professional. The Google mm-hmm. one, Google stuff just seems to be all just all bland, doesn't it? Not very much mm. flair involved in stuff. But yeah. Well, they've changed the new one. I think it's you've got like an, uh, uh, a light and dark theme for it now. I think you can choose from, and there's mm. a couple of other new little features, and it's called Microsoft News I'll instead of M- MSN News. I'll have a look. Uh, Jay, did you want to say something? I was going to say I use the um, the Google uh, News app, and yeah. the good thing about that is you can talk to Google Home and say, "Hey Google, read me the news." And if you've got it set up with the subjects that you want. No, Google oh. will tell you. It'll read them out one after each other. Yeah, right. Okay. Oh, I could get that for me instead of me reading and stumbling every week on the show. I could just get 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 Google to do it. Hey? You could. <laughs> yeah, well, she she does everything. I'm, I don't, the only thing I'm having a little bit of trouble with with my Google Home is that if it's playing uh, like a song or something, it has trouble hearing me over the song. I thought it would be able to listen to me through the song. I thought it was that smart enough or that... Uh, usually you've got to speak over the top of it. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah I, th- I thought it would not do it that way, but anyway. Um, yeah, I'm speaking loud. Uh, okay. I, um, I might have another one for you if you like. Oh, go for it. Uh, hang on, let me have a little look here. I had one. Microsoft is uh, another Microsoft one while we're on the Microsoft topic. Just a short one. Microsoft is uh, planning to bring SwiftKey keyboard to Windows 10 later this year. The software giant has started testing SwiftKey in its public beta program for Windows 10 testers. The keyboard includes auto corrections and predictions just like on iOS and Android, and it will power the touch keyboard when Windows 10 devices are used in tablet mode. So there you go. That's a short one for you. Mm. It'll be good. So we won't have the... Because that's one thing that's really bugged me about the, um, the Windows 10 keyboard touch keyboard on the on the surfaces and stuff like that is they're not they're just not really designed i don't reckon that well for touch especially if you want to use numbers and you got to hit the shift key quite often to get into numbers and stuff like that yeah so the Swift key keyboard could be quite good if they bring that over hmm you know if you can change the keyboard on that jordan on windows 10 you can change it there's a you can change it but there's not many choices i think if you hold the it's like a little keyboard icon, I think, in the bottom right corner or something when you're in touch mode and you hold it down and then you can bring up a choice of different keyboards. You know how sometimes you see um, on phones you can have the keyboard split in the middle so you can use your thumbs either side? Have you ever seen that keyboard before? No. So if you've got like a tablet and you want to type with just your thumbs either side oh. of the tablet, Is that- you can hold and type with just your thumbs and it, there's no keys in the middle. It's just they're all wow. some on the left, some on the right. That's yeah, on the right. Windows keyboard. Then there's the full keyboard. It's got full all your F1 and F2 and F4 and all that across the top and shifts and controls and all the keys laid out. You got that one. Well, but if I, they bring on, on my Windows, um, on my Windows 10 tablet, I have the um, the keyboard, and then towards the right hand side, there's the number pad. And every time I've got to put numbers in, I've got to hit the number key, and then opens up the number pad and just annoying. I would have preferred it just like a standard keyboard if I can get it that way. Yeah, that's right. On the Windows on the Windows tablet. Yeah, is that what you said? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So um, I haven't. My Windows Surface is sitting right next to me, and it's flat, so I can't turn around and show you. But there's, I don't know, 
I had the keyboard icon here on my computer the other day. I don't even know where that's gone. <laughs> it was there. Uh, give me a second. Where the only other keyboard I've heard show of is a Dvorak it. keyboard. And um, I don't know why. That was pretty popular, apparently. I've just got show a little... touch. There we go. Show touch keyboard. And can I, can I open it? Oh, it's not. Oh, yeah. So on the computer, you can do it by just showing the touch keyboard. And on the top left above the Q key, there's a little keyboard button. And you can pick, there's what, one, two, three, four. There's about four or five keyboards there. And one of them also allows you to use a touch input with your stylus. Oh, cool. I have to try that. Thanks for that, Gordon. Yeah. Hmm, cool. Uh, yeah, so, um, all right. Now, what else have we got going on? How's this bloke? Uh, there was a guy, <coughs> Mr. Diallo. I, I think he's, we did get a first name in here somewhere. But anyway, he was sacked by a machine. He was fired by a machine. Now, the, uh, he worked in a place in LA, in an LA skyscraper where his office was based. Uh, for uh, So what happened was it started with his entry pass failed to work. So he had to rely on the security guard to let him up there. So as soon as, this is old, uh, whatever his name is, Diallo, as soon as I got to my floor, I went to see my manager to let her know. She promised to order me a new one right away. Then he noticed that he was logged out of his work system and a colleague told Mr. Diallo that the word inactive was listed alongside of his name. So things were just going bad for worse. I've got a picture of old Diallo. There he is there for those that you can see. Now, uh, the next day, <laughs> so his day got much worse and a 10-minute wait for a co-worker to let him back into his office. He was told by a recruiter that she had received an email saying his contract was terminated. She promised to sort out the problem. The next day, he'd been locked out of every single system. <laughs> then after lunch, two people appeared at his desk. Mr. Diallo was told that an email had been received telling him to escort him from the building. At that time, he was eight months into a three-year contract, and over the next three weeks, he was copied into emails about the case. I watched it being escalated to bigger and more powerful titles over and over, yet no one could do anything about it. From, the, from time to time, they would, watch, they would attach a system email. It was soulless and written in red as it gave orders that dictated my fate. Disable this, disable that, revoke access here, revoke access there, escort out of premises, etc. Oh, this is harassment by computer. It took Mr. Diallo Bosses three weeks to find out why he had been sacked. His firm was going through changes, both in terms of the systems it used and the people it employed. His original manager had been recently laid off and sent to work from home for the rest of the time at the firm. And in that period, he had not renewed Mr. Diallo's contract. So after that, the machine took over, <laughs> flagging him as an ex-employee. All the necessary orders are sent automatically, and each order comp and each order completion triggers the next order. For example, when the order was disabled and the key card is sent, there is uh, no way for it to be re-enabled. Once it's disabled, an email is in, blah, blah, blah. You get the picture. So um, in the end of the day, I think they did sort it out, but he decided to move on to another job. But yeah. That's crazy, isn't it? Like, he just couldn't. Because I sat down, I'm thinking, well, surely someone, you know, somebody could fix this up. But I guess when you're working in a in the high-rise, right, and everything is computer-controlled, so, you know, your access card doesn't work, then your computer access doesn't work. See, that's just all, uh, I suppose, controlled by a computer in, in split seconds, whereas someone 
you got to find to be able to fix this and go back through mm-hmm. and disable everything that's been done. You know, you got to get people the right access for this part of the computer program for that part of the program. Mm-hmm. And I guess yeah, at the end of the day, <laughs> it was just fired, fired <laughs> by the computer. But uh, yeah, crazy talk story. About, talk about computers taking over jobs and the world. Yeah, yeah. You know, like- because even now they're, now they're going to hire and fire us as well as take our jobs. Yeah, but it, the boss realised that it was a mistake, but they couldn't do anything about it because the computer just kept barking orders every time something had happened. The card was closed, so then get him out of the office, then revoke this, <laughs> then do that, and yeah, yeah. So um, crazy, crazy how that stuff works. <laughs> you know, I saw um on the, on the news today that the, the speaking of computers and taking jobs and firing hiring whatever i saw on there's a they're planning on having the um driverless buses in the gold coast oh i saw that i don't think that's a good idea but all i can think is there goes some more jobs well that was the thing but i'm more concerned about the, the safety of them running people over but the other thing as you re, as i read the story was that the that the bus is only going like 40, 40 kilometers, kilometers an hour <laughs> like, yeah that's you know pretty slow. Yeah, like the traffic's slow enough up here as it is. We don't need. But to... um, yeah, I just I think it's great to have these these driverless vehicles, but I just, I don't like them. I just don't like seeing the jobs being taken. No, true, true. Yeah, but I just don't like. Well, you look at you know in the US, all these driverless cars, they're, they're running over people. Yeah, they they think they're inanimate objects or something, and so they'll they, they'll hit the person standing there rather than hit the 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 I don't know the possum or something. Yeah, but mm. yeah. Uh, all right. What else? Who? Who's, you got another one, Joe? Uh, yeah. Um, have you ever heard of um, an Internet of Things enabled cow? No. No. <laughs> of things enabled cow. No. Well, Where's the Wi-Fi chip? Fuzzy Company um, has developed an implantable monitor, which they um, they stick inside a cow. Um, the company is called um, Livestock Labs. And it um, puts a uh, implantable um, device um, inside, um, just underneath the um, the chin of the of the cow. Right. Uh, and they do that under local anaesthetic. And well, the idea behind that is that um, it monitors the uh, the range of uh, the walks and the walks the whether the the cow is under stress, um, the amount of food it eats, the amount of um, water, number of steps, uh, any temperature changes. Yeah. So, um, there it goes. So it's like a, like a Fitbit for a cow, basically. Yeah, is, <laughs> basically, yeah. Because apparently yeah. you can get the alert on your app. Jason will get onto that. He'll have to make a watch face or something for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, displays alerts in real-time data, provides health history, Predictive analysis on finishing. Send data to your vet for remote diagnosis. Oh, that's going off. I, mean, I guess if you're a farmer and you got all these cows out in the paddock, um, it'd be good if you can good to monitor their health. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. And where are these guys? New South Wales. This good on you. Sydney, Sydney-based company. Yeah. Um, the product's called Embedivet. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, good. That's stuff. good. It's a good idea. It's amazing when when a cow is on heat or when it's stressed. Well, obviously, then you know where this thing going to go is to your dog and cat, to your budgie, yeah, you know, yeah. to your ferret, whatever. 
<laughs> Whatever you want. Stick it be in. Vet on, be vet on call. People will stop watching their animals. If the animal gets sick, the vet will just show up and knock on your door. Mm. I it wonder... was just amazing now. With, we with... need one for, for us as well. So the doctors will show up when we're not well. Oh, yeah. We're getting a notification saying someone's having a heart attack. They better send it. Well, they probably do that now anyway. They've probably got devices for that already. Mm. It's just amazing how what the Internet of Things now, what people can do with those little devices. You know, they, they're becoming innovative ways of, of using them. Yeah, I'd like to. Uh, I wonder how it's powered, though. You know, how would that little Wi-Fi thing be powered? Oh, oh. It'll, it'll have a little battery in it. Yeah, right. I guess it must. If once it once it goes flat, you just stick another one in. I or guess solar powered. Yeah, methane powered. Who knows? <laughs> That's the word it'll I go, was looking for. It'll go forever. <laughs> quite beat you to that one. Um, all right, where where I think I might have another one here <coughs> after that guy that got the sack. Uh, the internet is losing its memory. This story is written yeah, uh, now. Okay. Speaking in Sydney on Wednesday. Uh, old, what's his name? Vin, Vin Surf, the uh, you know the daddy of the internet. He issued a blunt call to action that a digital preservation regime for content and code, especially on the air, on the web, must be quickly put in place to counter a throwaway culture that will deny future generations an essential window into life past. We have a big problem. I call it the digital dark age. He said. So I think, uh, in a nutshell, what he's talking about is that because you know there's really books and stuff the books aren't being produced these days as they had been in previous years and so therefore where is all this information where's all the knowledge held and it's all held on files it's held you know in whatever in text files in picture files varying formats around the world like uh, say governmental files are probably in some proprietary file format you know what happens in 50 years uh you know the government's come and go come and go this information is, is maybe yes stored but the file format no longer is you know there's no reader for these things right, yeah so doesn't exist yeah the so, support for that format doesn't exist that's right and this is what uh, it's like keeping all your videotapes but then you can't find a video player to play any of them yeah that's right that's right uh he goes he says think of all the papers uh, we read now, especially academic papers that have URL references. Think about what happens 10, 20, 50 years from now when those don't resolve anymore because the domain names are abandoned or someone forgot to pay the rent. Mm. Uh, so he used an analogy of the uh, Archimedes of Syracuse, uh, mathematical fame from ancient Greece. Now, Archimedes wrote some things about count computation around 300 BC. These were then lost. So then a, a friend of his then purchased uh, some old document and he had to, he pulled out all the, the Greek from it or something. Uh, and he goes, so what, what he, so he likened this to that Archimedes was, he goes, was this far away from the calculus. So 300 BC, Archimedes was just about to discover, say, calculus. He was, he was talking about infinitesimals in the same way that Isaac Newton did in the 1600s. So this, that equated to a loss of that knowledge from 300 mm. BC to like a couple of thousand years. Yeah. So the loss was around 2,000 years past before Archimedes' calculus was rediscovered, and that's what he's worried about. But I guess we've got the Internet Archive, which is probably good. You know, that's, uh, that's there, archive.org. Um, yeah, is what, that the one where you can go and play all those old games? You can, but it's not just a it's not just a game hive. It's a 
it's a high for other stuff as well. You want to go and play Pac-Man or something there? That's good. You can play all the old games there. You can play yeah. uh, Donkey Kong. You can yeah. play, you can play Moon Patrol, Time yeah. Flight, all the good stuff. Now look, there's the. Uh, so if you haven't got a player for them, you can play them there. But it's a, yeah. look, it's a good theory. It's probably it's it's quite it's a relevant theory. It's true, you know. It's it's. Mm. And look, if you well, want to, I'd agree. You know, look, this Internet Archive has got an, an, an amazing range of things. Uh, most of it is from days gone by that have you know fallen into the public domain and all this sort of stuff. But there's also some yeah. other good stuff there. Uh, like you've got here, there's the Internet Arcade. There it is. So you've got yep. the Television Archive. So if we pop in there to the Television Archive, oh, there's an old time radio archive. Um, so, well, the first one is Fox News West. What's in there? Let's have a look in there. Um, oh, yeah, so you got June... Tw- uh, oh, okay, so they seem to be pretty current. Oh, you got down to 2013. How how far back does this go? 2011. There's 3,000-odd uh, videos from 2011. Yeah, so, so it's just all these archived videos, say, then from Fox News, then, uh, you can go and have a look at. Uh, so what else is up there? There's just heaps. There's whatever you might want to uh, have a have a look in. There's uh, European libraries, United States Patent and Trademark Office documents, Television Archive News Search Service, the Iraq War non-English language videos, Universal Library journals. Um, yeah, there's Grateful Dead, whatever that is. University of Toronto, Robarts Library, Canadian libraries, live music. What's in the live music archive? Let's have a look in here. There's so much stuff in here. Uh, Blue Shore Financial Centre for something or other. I'll have to expand that. But yeah, there's look, there's heaps of stuff there. You, you get yeah. lost in there. Old TV shows and things like that from way back and stuff. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, really, you so, gotta keep it somewhere. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's right. Archive.org. Go check that one out if you if you want. And I did get a picture of old Vin Surf. But, you know, we don't have hard copies of, of these things these days. It's the same with photos, you know. Well, that's what he's saying. All these things. Can... Everything's digital and we have no hard copies. You don't go out and print. I mean, in the old days you used to have a, a roll of film and you'd take 24 photos. I suppose it was easy to store 24 photos. But now because we've got digital photos, we can take 24 photos a second <laughs> and, and the rest. Yeah. Like... It's hard to store all that stuff as hard copies to begin with. Yeah. So... Well, I've got 8,000-odd photos. Yeah, you know, see, my just... parents wouldn't have had that many. I remember having a having a folder, and they'd have probably you know maybe twenty or thirty or fifty albums. Mm. Yeah, you know, that's nothing right. more. Yeah, that's right. It's crazy. <coughs> so, um, yeah. All right. Uh, did you have any more, Jordan? Um, well, I can have a quick squeeze and just make sure there's been a few that I've left out over the past weeks. So it was the the Microsoft one. Um, there was one here. Where was it? Now, buyers looking for big screen phones will have quite a few devices to choose from in the second half of this year. In a couple of months, the Galaxy Note 9 will hit the stores with an infinity display around 6.3 inches big, um, about as big as the Galaxy Note 8 screen. Um, A month later, the iPhone X Plus will bring iPhone users a huge 6.5-inch screen, the biggest display ever seen on an iPhone. But it's Huawei uh, that's supposedly working on a device with an even bigger screen than the iPhone X Plus. Samsung is supposedly manufacturing 6.9-inch screens for an unnamed Huawei device, according to Korean language site LaBelle. The screen is rigid, therefore not flexible like an OLED screen in iPhone X. That means the 6.9-inch Huawei 
uh, phone will probably have the same notch and chin design as the Huawei P20 models. Oh, now we've got um, a chin, have we? We've got yeah. the notch and now we've got a chin. Yeah. Right. And, and like every other iPhone X clone out there. So, mm. um, it, the, the, where are we? The bell doesn't say what Huawei got, device will get the 6.9 inch screen, but Huawei Mate 20 Pro might be the candidate. The report uh, notes that Huawei P20 Pro phones feature a 5.8 and a 6.1 inch displays, while the Mate 10 and the Mate Pro have 5.9 at 6 inch, respectively. Um, the report makes it clear that 6.9 inch OLED screen from Samsung is to be a premium smartphone, not a tablet. Um, Huawei is, char uh, is targeting China with a 6.9 inch smartphone, a market known for its preferences in large screens. Um, yeah, the move is supposedly a response to Apple, which is also after Chinese buyers with this year's iPhone X Plus. So, mm. 6.9 inch, it's a big screen, man. Like yes. for, a, for a phone. Yeah. Because remember, like, remember, things were getting smaller. It was best to have the smallest thing, and oh, now things are getting bigger. Phone. Yeah. Yeah, I remember my brother years ago saying to me, look how small my phone is. I can, you know, the little pocket in the top, you know, in your jeans, mm. you've got a pocket and then you've got a little pocket inside the big pocket on your jeans usually. Where yeah. You've yeah. He's like, look, I can fit my phone in that tiny little pocket. Yeah. I don't even know it's there. <laughs> remember but people wanted these phones. Who remembers these phones? Oh, yeah, oh, that's yeah. right. Is like that an old Nokia or something, is it? Or an Ericsson? Old, old, old Nokia. It's like yeah. a 5110 or something, is it? Um, I don't know. I can't remember now what it's what model well, this. Might be a bit too advanced for a fifty one ten. But you know, like what what what's the uh what, I don't know, what's the X for example, the Pixel XL, what size screen is that? I don't even know what it is. That's a be what it'd be a six six inch or something around there? I don't Isn't know. It? Pixel Pixel XL. Let's have a look. Pixel Because that's I mean that's what I've got, the Pixel XL. You can see me on Facebook there. Oh, there we go. So the Pixel XL is uh, the weight, build, sim, size, 5.5 inches. 5.5 inches. So you're talking another uh, – that's huge on top of that to 7 inches. Yeah. 6.9 inches. Yeah. It's like, like a whole nother inch. 83.4 centimetres squared. There you go. So 6.9 inches is massive. My hands wouldn't be big enough to hold the phone. <laughs> My kids have all got these little – um. You know, like the little round suction cup things. Oh, yeah, phone So they can put it between their fingers to hold it because the phone's too big for their hands. Yeah, it's more comfortable with your fingers. So anyway. Um, all right, lovely. To you too. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might bring us to the end of this week's episode. I think oh, yeah. I'm out of... Before, before we go, I might just quickly read through a couple of Facebook notes I just missed here in case anybody wants to yell out. There was... Um, where, we, where were we? Someone said that um, I missed a couple of comments I wanted to read. Can't you scroll back through them? Uh, I think Paul said something about it's not hacking, it's hijacking when we were talking about <laughs> the people getting their codes reset on their... Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and only Glenn would do that. I don't know if that's relevant to that same remark. I think that was opening up garage doors. Yeah, yeah, and uh, then... Uh, <laughs> Someone said iOS, who so Corey said that iOS has a split, uh, split screen, uh, screen keyboard. I can't even say it that. does too. Yes. Uh, and you can type and hold your coffee at the same time. Well, uh, oh, tricky, tricky Corey. <laughs> and Paul also said that the, the Borat keyboard, 
that's all I got on that. So I'm assuming that might be a good one to look into. Might have to follow that up. What the hell is a Borat keyboard? A Borat keyboard. Well, we were talking about Swift keys and split keyboards and stuff. I don't know what the Borat one is. I was going to Google it. I'm going to Google it right now and have a look. You can do that. Uh, yeah. So, oh, it's a it's a musical keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Paul's playing with us there, I think. Yeah, good one, Paul. You suck this in. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Stick to your stick to your Android phone. All right. Cool. All right. Anything else, Joe? No, that's it for me this week. All right. Well, thanks for coming in. Anything exciting happening in your week coming? Um, no, I'm uh, not attending any <laughs> seminars or anything like that next week. All right. No worries. All right. Good stuff. Well, thanks for coming in. Uh, thanks for your news stories. And we'll see you again next week, hopefully. Yeah, and, no uh, worries. Thank you. Thanks, Jordan. Yeah. yeah, no worries. Yeah, all right. We'll see you next week too, probably. And uh, No doubt. We've got to keep the Facebook live going. If I'm not here, it's not going to be live. That's right. right. Well, I'm going to try again with mine, but we'll see how we go. Uh, well, all maybe right. you can log in and do it. I'm going to give it a red hot shot. All right. <laughs> Okay, so thanks for listening, everyone. If you want the video, uh, it'll be up on YouTube tomorrow. The audio is obviously, you know where to get it, otherwise you wouldn't be listening to it now. And uh, yeah, don't forget, the like us on the Facebook, like Joe's. How are you going with your YouTube, Joe? YouTube subscribers. I've only got seven subscribers so far. Oh, bloody, what's going on, Techheads? I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to build an audience. Get, I can't get any audience. You've got to get that domain name put onto that uh, onto that link so it's easy for people to remember. Yeah. Yes. 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 So you didn't do that yet, did you? I've got, to, I've got to build more content for it as well, too, which I'm working on. So where's the? can they get to your YouTube page from your web page or from your Facebook page? They can, yeah, yeah. they can. Right, so where's your Facebook page? Facebook.com forward slash? Joe the Gadgets Man. Right, with an S, Gadgets Man. Okay, so do that. Go and go go to his Facebook page and then link around to his YouTube page and then uh, subscribe to it. Please, for goodness sake, let's see if we can get eight. (laughs) <laughs> he needs a hundred so we need we need to get a hundred so you can change the name on the link yeah that's right so you can have youtube.com forward slash joe's the best or something like that all right good stuff thanks uh, everyone and thanks for listening or downloading and whatever and uh yeah cool see you all next week okay yeah. till then yeah bye for now bye-bye good night facebook